Well, today is our last day of this year, and uh, what, what a year it's been. It's been something, hasn't it? You know, if it was the worst year of your life, you go, it, it, how was last year? It was something. If it's the best year of your life, you go, it was something. So you can't lose by just saying, last year it was something. But as far as Joy Church Medford and, and uh, the Joy Church movement, it was a great year. So many victories, so many victories, and it didn't, it didn't seem like it was going to be that way in early January last year, or this year. It seemed like sometimes it looks like you're losing. How many of you know that when we walk in the Word of God, even when it seems like we're losing, there's still a win in it. God is used to coming from behind. He's the God of the second chance. He's the God who brings victory and brings life out of death. And uh, I know for us, just I'm really jolly today. I feel somewhat like Santa Claus. I should have retreated to the North Pole, but I'm still here because I can't stand snow. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm really rejoicing in my heart about all that God has done. You know, one of the things that I was thinking that I was thankful for is is all of our young men and women that come to this church and they're in their teens and their families don't attend here, but they're here faithfully. These guys are special. You are. I'm not going to take it in and out, but you're special. I just, I might. I want to work this morning and really handle some things that I believe are the, the gifts that, that Christ gives us. Christmas is about giving gifts, and it's in celebration of the birth of Jesus. And, and there was the giving of praise and worship by the angels, by the shepherds. And then when the wise guys showed up much later, like one lady said this, she said, how do you know that what the difference would have been if it had been wise women instead of wise men? Number one, they'd have been there early because they'd have stopped to ask for directions. <laughs> Two, they would, have, they would have had it cleaned the stall and, uh, and they would have prepared a meal, uh, you know, a casserole, and they would have given practical gifts. So, so God sent wise guys, wise men, and they didn't arrive right on the day, even though it looks cool on your nativity scene. So we got wise men there. We got G.I. Joes and everything else on our nativity scene, you know. And, uh, but, but it was about the giving of gifts because God was going to give his son because he loved the world. And one of the things that Satan wants to do, once you become a believer, he wants to isolate the gifts to just one thing that you have to die to get. Satan wants you to think that your salvation is only about going to heaven. But how many of you know that Jesus said, why don't you pray? that the kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. So if you want to see the ideal society, the ideal family, the ideal marriage, the ideal individual, you have to just go to heaven in your imagination. In heaven, there's no fighting, there's no contention, there's unity, there's peace, there's truth, there's no sin, there's no sickness. No abandonment. And guess what? Knowing what heaven's looking like, then Kim and I have an opportunity to say what heaven has 
Let's just do that. Let's just love each other. Let's have peace in our home. Let's have, there's a marriage supper of the lamb, there's a banqueting table in heaven, and there's a banqueting table in the Schmelzer house. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we find that by the Spirit of God, men like David, who was a type of Jesus Christ, in fact, Jesus is called the son of David, and David entered a dimension by the Holy Spirit where he began to understand New Testament realities that would be paid for by his great, 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 great grandson. How many of you know that in the Old Testament we saw all of the benefits of the kingdom of God, but they were given on credit? So we saw the dead raised, we saw people healed, we saw miracles, we saw victory, we saw three million people go through the desert and not one of them was feeble. And the only time they were feeble in the desert was when they directly sinned and stuff like plagues broke out and, and, and fiery serpents bit them. And the minute they repented, they went back to the normal, which is to be healthy and whole. We see in the Old Testament that, that there was an example of all the benefits of the kingdom, but it was Jesus who ultimately paid for all that had been given in the past and, and, and paid for all of these same benefits to be with us in this New Testament age that we live in. And so I want to take us and read a whole chapter this morning and then do commentary. And after that, I'm going to get on my Richard Simmons exercise outfit for a little bit of a, little bit of a, a dancing and some things. No, no I'll, I'll hold the ladder. Someone did send me that, though. That was a pre-Christmas gift from uh, Ryan Mangum. Okay. Psalm 103, verses 1 and following, reading from the New Living Translation, it said, Let all that I am praise the Lord <laughs> with my whole heart. We were doing that this morning. It was pretty cool. You've entered my life. You know, you've entered my heart and you set me apart. Beautiful. We were singing with all of our heart. I almost broke into singing and I thought, wait, just prophesy. Okay. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Or may I never forget his benefits. He forgives continually all my sins and heals all my diseases. Heals all my diseases. He, for, um, he redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. I believe we need to be thankful and not be apologetic when good things happen to us. Joseph got a favoritism coat, a coat of many colors, and he wore it. It cost him to wear it. How many of you know when, when you know, people that don't want to walk the way of the, the Lord, when they see the good favor on you, they'll just sometimes put you down. Well, you know, so-and-so, they're real uppity, and they're not all that perfect. Really, did they claim to be perfect, or are they just upright? And they know that God fills their life with good things, and they're thankful. And when you're thankful, it attracts new good things, more good things. 
He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. This is David speaking these words in the Old Testament under the law. You see, because even under the law, when you walked by the Spirit, you, rise, you raised above just what the law could do. Life always has come through the Spirit. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. God's not going to just chide you all the time for past failures. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him, for he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass. Like wildflowers, we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children. Of those who are faithful, to the covenant, or to, faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there he rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything he created, everything in all his kingdom, let, them, let all that I am praise the Lord. Wow. Amen. Amen. Let's go home. No, I'm still talking. People didn't even stir. You knew it was a lie from the beginning. <laughs> He's not going to be done until his wife waves like. <laughs> the benefits of the Lord. Listing a couple to get started with. One is, he forgives all my sins. <laughs> he forgives all my sins. It takes humility to say that I have sins. Yesterday we said go goodbye to a dear saint who I'm going to miss very terribly. What was the note? Dear Pastor Steve, I want to take you to Roadhouse Grill for a We said goodbye to Dan Doddington. How many of you knew Dan? Precious, 20-some years in the church. Went home way too soon. And so when we were planning the home going, I shared with the family, and they played it at the, at the, at the home going, a song by um, Brad Paisley and Dolly Parton. It's a duet called When I Get Where I'm Going. And part of it says, when I get where I'm going, I'll lay aside all the, seal, the, the sins 
and the struggles that I bear. Now, I believe that I'm a saint, I believe that I'm a holy man, and I can tell you that I don't wake up any day with a desire to sin. But I live in this world and I get road rash like everyone else does. There's just things that are there, white noise to distract you, to seduce your mind, to dim your focus. And so John, in 1 John, he said this. He said, if anyone says he doesn't have any sin, he's a liar. There's no truth in him. (laughs) So on one hand, I don't have any sin because it's been conveyed away by the blood of Jesus. On the other hand, I have to say no to sin all the time. (laughs) And David wrapped it up really good. He said, he forgives. He forgives all my sins. He forgives all my sins. And then he, he goes on and he, and he begins to describe how, how this works. And it's precipitated on the fact that, verse 11, his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The east is different from the West. Johnny and I were in India a month or so ago, and uh, you'd say that's either really far west or it's really far east. (laughs) But when you're in India, you can keep on going west, or you can keep on going east, and when do you arrive at the end of east, or when do you arrive at the end of west? You don't. You just keep looping. God says, man, when I've cut your sins free, they can't be retrieved. Because as far as the east is from the west, where are they now? They're on the other side of the earth. I'll travel over there. Uh Uh-oh. They looped around. As far as the east is from the west, so far he's removed our sins from us. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him, for he knows how weak we are. He knows how weak we are. I want you to feel okay about last year. Maybe you felt like you got royally mugged. We got another year. Let's do it again. Not mug you. But I want to say this. That some, one guy said this. His favorite passage in the Bible was, and it came to pass. Didn't come to stay. It came to pass. <laughs> I'm not in a hurry to get done with 2017 because it's been so beautiful, but I was certainly wanting to get through it last January. Just hunkered down, walking the Word, walk in love, walk in faith. Because faith's always about what you don't have. Yeah. You ever notice that? Because it's the, it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Many Christians get tired of walking by faith. I just want things to work out well. No. <laughs> nope, you've got to get into the invisible realm. Because your enemy's in the invisible realm and he's jacking you up. And if you don't learn how to walk in the Spirit, you're, you're going into battle unarmed. 
And so we see that God's tender mercies are there for us. And we emphasize this all the time. We tell people, you can't clean up to get saved. You just got to come in as you are and just say, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. It takes a sinner to make a saint. I thank God that though I was a church kid, I understood when I was 16 years old that I was a sinner. And it took a sinner to make a saint. And if I had only remained a church kid, I would have never done the things that I've done in God. It takes a sinner to make a saint. It takes someone to understand that in my flesh I'm weak. I need redemption that comes from heaven. I need the blood of Jesus to take away and convey away from me my sins and my iniquities, those leanings towards sin that are in my life. I'm going to get happy and preach if I have to finish with prayer here and go back there and preach by myself. Come on now, we got some things to be thankful for, some benefits. David didn't stop there with the benefit of just the forgiveness of all your sins, but he said that God heals all my diseases. I realized not too long ago that I've let this foundation slip in the church and I'm going to remedy it because I believe that we need to be a full gospel church, not a three-quarter gospel, not a former gospel-believing church. We believe in the blood of Jesus. He takes away our sins, but the same blood that on, by His stripes, we are healed. We are healed. And so we see that David lived in a context where the scripture was written, Exodus 15, 26, and it says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now don't save my glasses, you guys, just leave them there. It's part of the challenge. I am the Lord who heals you. You say, why, why do you emphasize these? I'm going to tell you something. Look me in the eye, sweetness. If you don't get the word of God in you, you will not get healed. If you don't hear the voice of God that, and, and the faith that says that Jesus can take away your sin, you will not be saved. You can get Christianized and still go to hell. You can have a superficial doctrine of healing and still not be healed. You must believe what the Bible said. God spoke to Israel, and this is the only major word he gave them on healing, and three million people walked for 40 years with whole bodies because they believed what God spoke to them through Moses, where he said, if you will walk in my commandments and keep my statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought, have brought on the Egyptians. Too many Christians are wearing the world's sin, the, uh, sicknesses. It's normal for me to pray when my children were, 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 were little. It's normal. When, when you know, I, and, and I'm going to say this, that sometimes I'd hear folks in our congregation, and it was almost like they're trying to claim an allergy for their child. Well, I think, you know, I think my child might have this allergy, and I think that child might have that allergy. You know what I thought? Skip that. Every disease, go on vacation. These are my babies. Yeah. Satan, you suck. Your diseases suck. 
There are plenty of people willing to welcome a disease. I'm not. I'm not going to have ADD children. They're not going to be TDSD. I don't have post-traumatic stress dis disorder. I'm just creating stress wherever I go. But I don't have it. Come on now. Do you believe the Word of God? Now, if you've not heard this before, please don't be condemned. I'm just telling you, what's up? This is in the Bible. This isn't new scriptures we created last Thursday. <laughs> Exodus chapter 23. I was thinking of Riley with this one. Exodus 23, 25 through 26. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. You know, sometimes when we're highly allergic to things, and, and I know like in my son-in-law's case, at this point, he takes in milk. We can watch him die in front of us if we don't hit, hit him with an EpiPen. But I believe that the power of the scripture can turn that around. And so this is a good one. For all of you that, that want, to, want, want to make sure, a good friend of mine, Gene Simmons, pastors in Grants Pass, and Gino always prays this when he blesses the food. <laughs> You'll serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread and your water. He'll take away sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. How many of you haven't died yet? Okay, can I help you? I'm not a nuclear physicist, but I did go to high school, night school, so I've got something in my benefit. And that is that if you ain't dead, there are a number of days that God wants to fulfill. Okay? The, the doctrine of healing doesn't mean you'll never die. It means that you're going to live with strength and vigor till your days are over. And, and, and God, can, God can, can, many, many people that I've even known have, have stated, I'm going to go home with the Lord. And, and they're healthy. They, they, they don't have Alzheimer's. They haven't lost their memory. They're walking in strength. And one day, they're with Jesus. That's how I want to go. I want to have a little bit of warning so that I can deal with the sin thing one more time. Okay? <laughs> Let's not laugh, okay? Anyway. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. You newlyweds, you bless. First, bless the fact that you're not going to have a baby for a while until you're ready. Pray that prayer. But the next thing is to begin to claim that we're not going to have any problems with pregnancy. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Well, I know if it's going to be a mess, it'll probably happen to me. Why don't you just invite the devil to come in and just maybe take a room in your house? I have an expectation of impending blessing, not impending doom. Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 5. Surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needed to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Isaiah 
53 verse 5 said that we are healed, but 1 Peter chapter 2, 24, when Pete took a hold of it, he said this, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Many of you have, when I prayed for you, I will do the double declaration. I'll say, by, your, by his stripes you were healed, by his stripes you are healed. That's a double emphatic. That's like a verily, verily in the Bible. Truly, truly, or amen, amen, I say it to you. That by his stripes we are healed. Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 through 17. People that don't believe that Isaiah 53 applies to the New Testament church, read this. This is Jesus. I would always assume that Jesus and the apostles were uh, infallible interpreters of Scripture. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Watch this. I don't want to carry my sins. When I find that I'm thinking stupidly, I really believe that our biggest sin struggle should happen in our mind, not after we've done it in our body. Man, I, I just jacked up the guy down here at the 7-Eleven. I, I did a fundraiser for joy, the, the Japanese way. I shogun, you know, and got money. And now I'm doing county time. Hello? That's, that's not the time to arrest your thinking. Arrest it when you're thinking about it. Huh? And, 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 and if Jesus bore your sins, please don't double down on them. He bore them, let him go away. Let alcoholism go away. Let drug addiction go away. Let violence in the family go away. There's a whole lot of things that Jesus conveyed away. Let him go. And he bore my sicknesses so I don't have to. I don't have to try to show I'm humble because I'm coughing in everybody's face. Be humble and take and wear your father's coat. Be a Joseph. Put on your coat of many colors and just say, I'm so thankful that my God is a healer. By his stripes, I was healed. By his stripes, I am healed. I'm applying that payment now. I'm taking the card and I'm putting a demand on it. I receive the benefits of the Lord. The church is filled Churches are filled with fake humility. Oh, I don't want to pray because I don't want to bother God. He's got nothing to do but us. He can create a whole universe in seven days. He's kind of waiting around for his kids. Think they're going to send me a postcard this year, Holy Spirit? You know? I don't want to bother you, God. No, bother him. I'm here. It's Steve, the one you spank often, Lord. And you said, if you chastise me, I'm a son. <laughs> Woo! I'll take it all. Because I'm not going to forget your benefits. I'm not going to forget March 1971 when you entered the room and you changed my life. I'm not going to forget the year before when Tommy Hicks laid his hand on my nose and my smashed nose drifted across my face and I was healed. I'm not going to forget when we laid hands on Al Kleinfeld, 75-year old, retired Church of Christ pastor, and Jesus healed him of terminal cancer. I'm not going to forget when we were crying and we were putting Randy Ziegler in an ambulance and he was having a, 
uh, neck dissectomy and he was terminal and God raised him up. I'm not going to forget how you crowned me with good things and my youth is renewed like the eagles because this is a good year. Next year's going to be a good year. It's good to be in the kingdom. <laughs> oh dear. That Dream Team Boiled Egg actualized its potential. <laughs> and the silly Delphia screamed cheese on top of the bagel. I'm not here to be droopy and down in the mouth. He called us to be overcomers because he's an overcomer. And we just double down on what he said about us. You're my kids. Healing's the children's bread. Forgiveness of sins and deliverance from every phobia. It's the children's bread. It's not fancy. My kids and son-in-law and daughters-in-law, they're so bold they steal from us all the time. They go right in too. Like Jake, he's the worst. Stuff that he and Bethany won't eat because it's not healthy, but we have. He goes right into the pantry and just starts in. <laughs> and Kim and I are just sitting there looking at him slyly going, neener, neener. You make me feel good. Because if you take my food and you eat my food, you're saying something about my prosperity. If my natural children can say, mom and dad are prosperous enough to afford this, what am I saying if I don't take the benefits that God has for me? Just a couple more minutes and I'll end. For now. Matthew 8, 16. Oh no, we already read that. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, knowing that you were not redeemed, you weren't purchased back from a destructive life and future. You were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but you, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. We're redeemed. You have to be special for someone to buy you back. I want you to leave here with a little swag. I was chosen. Not only that, but when I was captive, Jesus stood in my place and said, I'll die for him. I'll die for her. You weren't redeemed with corruptible things like metals, but the incorruptible blood of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of being a Christian. What would you be if you weren't a Christian? What would you be? I look at the other worldviews and they don't, they don't work. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. John 10.10, 10, I have come that they may have life, may have Zoe, God's kind of life. It's more than just a long life. It's a long life with 
absolute excitement and vibration in it. How many of you ever sometimes just vibrate? Life is just that good. It's, I never do, but Kim does it often. And uh, one day, one, one, one holiday, she was, she fell down the stairs and the kids were all there and they see her kind of crying at the bottom of the stairs. They said, what happened, mom? She said, I was smiling down the stairs when I tripped. <laughs> so every holiday we tell Kim, say, don't smile down the stairs, honey. <laughs> but the French have a phrase, it's called joie de vie or joie de vivre, joy of life and joy of living. Joie de vie. We Christians have joie de vie through Jesus Christ. Every perfect and good gift comes from, from the heaven above. James 1 says, and I'll finish with this. We read the whole chapter. We're not going to be able to eisegete the whole chapter. But I want you to meditate on this this afternoon. And tonight at 6 o'clock, we're going to party. I hope that you can all come. And I hope we have just an overwhelming amount of cornbread, chili. Kim, Kim made a wonderful pot of pozole. And we're going to sing and worship. We're going to eat together. And we're going to finish at the same time, we learned this with time, that when New York City is turning over, and it's the new year in New York, we celebrate in East Coast <laughs> New Year's. That way us old people can go to bed. <laughs> There's going to be time for testimonies. Time for you to, to get up and take a, a minute or two and just do a shout out what God has done for you. How many of you know that you're thinking about that right now? The good things. The storms that he's brought you through. 1 Corinthians 2 verses 9 and 10 says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. I want to get down on the ground here for a second. And I want to tell you that this faith that we walk in, it's heart and mouth act activated. Heart and mouth activated. Your heart cannot believe that which it doesn't know. That's why the Bible tells us, diligently knock on my door for wisdom. Diligently adhere to my scriptures. The Holy Spirit will come to bring back to you the, the words that I've spoken to you, Jesus said. You cannot have faith in that which you don't know. And I am telling you that, that it's through the Spirit that God will quicken the Word and things that were outside of you, like the blessing of God, like the change in your business, like the harmonious marriage you've prayed for. You can go to hours and hours and hours and hours and months of counseling, or you can have a double dose of the Holy Ghost. You can get into the Bible and come out of that meeting being sweet 
not a grump all the time. You can walk in the love of God. You can have a healed marriage. But the Bible here said, we don't even have an understanding of all the things that God has prepared for those who love him, but it's the spirit who searches them out. What does it mean? to walk in the Spirit. It's to take what the Spirit told us in the Bible and say, that's mine. This barrenness is not going to be, girls cry at night when they can't get pregnant. I've seen it. And I'm telling you, young men, that's your job. You be a leader. You lay your hands on on your sweetheart after you're married. Some of the guys, they just run with the camera and you heard me now. Okay. Uh, you got to always watch the Norwegians, you know. God called me to be the priest in my home. It's my job to say, honey, I'm going to agree with you. Lord, we believe. Exodus 23, verses 25 and 26, that you're going to bless our water. You're going to bless our fruit. There'll be no barren among you. No barren. Guys, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me, bless your holy name. Forget not all of your benefits. This year, how many of you say, I'm, I'm pressing in for more of the benefit package? It's more than just going to heaven. God wants to bring heaven on earth through my life, through my experience, through my family. Let's all stand together if we could. The first benefit that's listed is that the Lord forgives all of our sins. As I stated, that this faith of ours is heart and mouth activated. The Bible said, if you believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, you believe that God has raised Christ from the dead, and you confess with your mouth, Jesus, you'll be saved. Believe in the heart, for in the the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's why we, week after week, we have people who receive Jesus, they walk down here, because that's a form of confession, saying, I want in. I need God. I want in. I want to join. He he did everything to join me. I want to join him. If you're here today and your sins have not been forgiven, you have no idea where your spirituality really is, when in doubt, clarify. (laughs) When in doubt, just say, God, I need you. I want to be right. I confess you. I confess you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on down. Wow. Wow. Wow, what a great day to receive Jesus, isn't it? There are more of you here. You're, you're in doubt. Don't, don't leave here in doubt. Know that you've called on God's name. Know that you believed in your heart and that you spoke it. And you said, God, 
Coming to Jesus is not a list of us telling every sin we ever did. God knows those, but it's getting forgiven for all of them. So our sins are as far as the east is from the west. So far has he removed our sins from us. I believe there are more folks here. Quickly, 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 quickly. Come on down. Join God. Join God. Be able to say, man, I received Jesus in 2017. Hallelujah. Let's, let's pray this prayer. Just repeat with me. Dear Father, I thank you that you are the good God. You've loved me. You've given yourself for me. I thank you that you gave Jesus Christ to take away the sins of the world and those sins include mine. You said if I would call upon the name of the Lord, I would be saved. I'm calling today, Father, on your name. You also said that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will not be ashamed. Take away my shame, Lord. There are things that I've done that, that were sins. And today I ask that you forgive me of all of my sins. You're compassionate, you're tender, and you're merciful. God, if you'll be my God, I'll be your servant. If you'll be my father, I'll be your child. I receive you today, dear father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to say a, a, a quick prayer for you, all y'all. When Paul prayed for people, he prayed that the eyes of their understanding would be opened, that they could see basically their inheritance. Isn't that interesting? If you only knew how cool your benefit contract is, you can hear it, but until it hits your heart as faith, you can't live it. Like Psalm 30, 35, verse 27, blessed be the Lord who delights in the prosperity of his servant. I wear that. When good things happen to me, I'm not going, oh, I don't deserve it. I already know that. I should be in hell already, but instead I'm saved. And so when my dad puts on a nice coat, I'm cruising and I'm saying, blessed be the Lord who delights in the prosperity, the well-being of his servant. Own it. Read that scripture. Memorize it. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Walk in it. Meditate on it. Know where to find it in the Bible. Quote it. Own it. You'll live by it. This year, this year, is the year, Joy, for us to know our benefits and to walk in them. You want to be an evangelist? Start wearing your father's coat and the people at your office are going to ask you, what the heck happened to you? I've been shot with the double-barreled shotgun of goodness and mercy. Follows me all the days of my life. I can't lose for winning. My God is for me. Who can be against me as he was with Moses? So he will be before me all the days of my life.
Let's put our hands up. I need to pray and stop because I'm getting a second wind. About ready to drive the wind out of this whole place here. Dear God, I pray a blessing on every family. I pray a blessing upon every individual. Lord, I pray a blessing on the single moms and dads. Lord, that through this time when it can be a time of extreme loneliness, I pray, Lord, that you give them hope. That sometimes it comes to pass. It doesn't come to stay, it comes to pass. Lord, I pray that a sense of victory would hit this house. I pray, Lord, that a sense of understanding that you'd open the eyes of our understanding, <coughs> that we would begin to look at your benefit package and walk in them. That we would not hold them religiously, but we would hold them sacredly. We would believe them and receive them. Bless your people, I pray. Peace upon them. And Father, we also pray for the party tonight. May it be outstanding and crazy. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.